back to the Sci-Fi Generation podcast. This is Daryl. And this is Margo. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, episode... 23. 23. Yes. We're getting up there. We are. We are getting up there. We're almost going to be celebrating our 25th birthday. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take it. I don't know. We'll take it. Uh, friends, It has. Um, we have journeyed far to bring you this show today. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of trouble and a lot of wine. <laughs> Actually, we um, I hope we sound as good as we think we do because we have all this brand new audio equipment. Right, a whole bunch of new stuff, new, um, well. New everything. New everything, really. <laughs> new, everything. new wine. Right. But new uh, new recording equipment. New recording equipment. New recording process, actually. Process. Uh, and our uh, return of our sound man. Yes, the return yeah. of our sound man. He was annoyed with what we were doing. And right. He uh, just made a lot of changes that I think uh, we will all appreciate. Yeah, well, as soon as we get used to working right. this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway, um, it's been a crazy week. It has. We're a little bit late delivering Look, this show, so we're apologies. Sorry. Well, we kn- well, look, we told you guys from episode one <laughs> that, uh, you know, we're busy, crazy parents. Mm-hmm. It has been insane. And so did we record since um, Driver's Ed? I think we did. Yeah, we yeah we did. We so did that's one. Over. Yeah, so that's and over. Band camp. That's over. never over. Well, right, because now we went right into rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and um, I went to Danae and Blanc. Yay! We. We went. You were such a dashing date. Well, thank you very much. You looked great. It's, thank you it's so hard much. to, I would say it's hard to look not good in all white, but. Yeah. I think we kind of represented. Yes. I think yes, we, absolutely. Yeah, we so we had a great time. It was great. We did uh, Danae and Blanc Charlotte. Yes, Danae and Blanc, for those of you who are just tuning in and have not been. Uh, hearing about how excited I have been to go to <laughs> Denae and Blanc over the past two episodes. Denae and Blanc is a secret uh, pop-up, all-white uh, picnic that happens all over the world. Right. And it came to Charlotte. Um, it had its inaugural um, This is the first event, time it was here. Yeah. The first time it was here in Charlotte, yeah. and I think it went over well. I agree. Yes. It was, a, And it was a lot of fun. Yes, the link to my blog post about it will be in the bio. Right, and then other folks who covered it will have shared my Instagram videos. And yes, your Instagram video <laughs> was <laughs> was pretty amazing. You got a shout out from your friend. I did. I so so just to recap the event, it, yes. it was a, it was a great fun, but it it, awesome. it it started off real buttoned up. Yes. Right, it's real fancy. It's super fancy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's it insists upon itself. It does. It in some ways, but in other ways, it's like if you like fancy stuff, like this is your thing. Absolutely. Right, and so and we kind of like fancy stuff. We do, and and that was quite fancy. Right, and it insists upon itself. It's very presumptuous. It's very hoity-toity. Yep. It's very high snobbery. Our our main concern was is the is it going to rain? Yes. Will it rain on all parade? And uh, so and it did a little. It did for I would say what was that like? Was Three it really minutes? like five ten like minutes? I feel like I put that poncho on for nothing. <laughs> I feel like that poncho was a waste of time because I could just have. I mean, that's how fast the rain went away. And it feels like at, by the end of the night, you would have never known that it rained. Not at all. Not at all. So I was happy with that. Yes. Um, but it started off real buttoned up, and people sat down. So everybody, because if you can imagine a thousand people 
dressed in white, sitting down, pouring wine. More wine, dear. Uh, and we, we had cheese our cheese platters and their fancy. That's right. Fancy foods because it's also for foodies, so you're supposed to have like pretty fancy, relatively fancy food. Right, just but good looking food. food. Yeah, good looking food. Yeah, is a good way to put it. And um, good wine. Yep. We had wine from the Biltmore. Yes, and that's that's big for us uh, in North Carolina. Well, well, the wine you had to have the wine from. Right, you can't bring your own wine. Right. So the built we had built more wine, which was very nice. Yes, which and is fantastic. Which we're still drinking. Yeah, yes, because because I love I love wine. And then they I'm had drinking some now. I'm drinking some um, some built more in built more glasses. In built more we glasses were, that we were gifted. It looks so if you spent over a certain amount of money on the wine, they hit you with the glasses. They hit you with a couple glasses. Very and nice. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then so so everybody and, sat down, and, and you have to have your own. It has to be glass plates. Right, and real right. Like when we say fancy, fancy, yeah, like you have to bring your grandmama's white china. Like that's how fancy this is. No paper plates. No paper plates. We prefer that there's no paper plates. I'm that's, sure that's somebody tried it. Yeah, I'm sure, but they um, didn't have as good as good a time as we did because that's true. <laughs> that's what I want to tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off real buttoned up, and folks are sitting down, and then they have like a band. It was like a smooth jazz band, like with a little funk at the end. And it was like, okay, hey, all right, I know those songs. It's really, yeah, really nice. Jazz songs playing, yeah. like some Babyface, right. some Coltrane, it was. Incognito. It was like, oh, this is nice. Like, this is so nice. And it was like, so thanks, everybody. And then the suns and during sunset, yes. Like then he was the the band played straight through sunset, and that was fun. And it was like, oh, thanks, everybody. And then you get up great. and you walk around and you talk and. There were places to, to take people, pictures. Yes. Places to take pictures. Yep. Beautiful photo booth, and then you run into people, and you're like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> and people talked mm-hmm. and chatted. You chat and you catch up. And, and then you, and you clink the glasses. Right. We had nice. We had a couple nice toasts with strangers. It was beautiful. The 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 toast with strangers is sort of the reason to do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. That was I great. Think. I agree. I agree. Um, and then um, and then DJ Shogun. Came came up. Yeah, that was. And um, so we had a thousand people there, in white. Mm-hmm. And um, we people were, lost their mind. People had some wine and, and trap music started. And people, the trap music, and the nine, the old school hip hop. It was. Uh, it started one way, and uh, the event took a turn. Took a turn. And a sudden turn. Yeah. Like, yo, wait a minute. People were just hugging and, um, and clinking, clinking glasses. glasses. Almost like a networking event. Yeah, like, it oh, was. Where did you work? Oh, I work for such and such. Oh, really? It's like, you oh. might know Molly. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember Molly yeah, from the bank. Nice music playing in the background. And then and we then were all singing Foxy Brown's lyrics. And back that ass up. We were, yes. We were backing our asses up. We had a super long Soul Train line. Super long. It was incredible. That lasted I, a good 20 minutes. Maybe longer. Maybe it might have been a half hour soul train line. And then I line. turned to my left, and there was a lot of twerking. There was a lot of twerking. If you needed something done in HR. Booty popping. On that Monday. And I it just may have been late. Because these dances have been stereotypical black, I would like to say. That's not how it went. That's not how it was going That's down. Not it was how quite multicultural. It was there. it was a diverse yeah. so it was some diverse twerking. Some diverse booty popping. And so as I sat there, yes. I have to say. Things took a turn. It it, it took a turn. I started, I, I enjoyed I started myself. whining 
Right. Jamaican wine memes. It was yeah. Caribbean wine was. You, you can't put that stuff on post. I don't know what happened. Post. I was so classy. It I was. was it was. Like, you. 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 give people sudden, riesling, and then you. And then stuff. you. You put know. on. Yeah. There yeah. certain things. No. It was insane. It was. But it was fantastic. Glasses were breaking. Yes, there was a few situations where people had to don't go there, don't step over there. That's a broken glass. Yeah, it was. It got. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the quite the flashback. Say, lit. It got lit real quick. It was quite the lit situation. So the relevance, I think. <laughs> we had a great time. Besides the fact that we had a great time, I I had to actually for a while. At the end of the night, we kind of sat there and gathered ourselves mm-hmm. before we got in the car. And I looked right. around and I was just like, so this was fantastic. And I didn't leave like, oh, this could have been better. This could, there are some things that could have been better. The organization at the beginning could have been a little bit better. Well, that's but, because it was the first time here in Charlotte. Right. But I was going to say um, for the first the time ever done in this town, yeah, and the organizer really good. Yeah, and explain why some things were a little delayed. But I think that for it having, because I was able to speak to a couple of the organizers mm-hmm. um, for the interview. And I believe that um, for the first one, I think it went very well. I agree. I think that, and um, they think so as well. I yes. think all in all, everybody was yeah, happy. It was great. I think just, and I, I don't know that it was as unorganized as we think that it was. I think it felt that way because it was our first time. Right. I think um, now that we know what to expect, I think when we go back. I, again, because we will. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we, yeah. When we go back, I think that it won't feel as chaotic because it was not. It, we'll we'll know. Okay, go over there. Well, we'll be OGs like the folks who were just like, well, I was just in Paris and. Oh my gosh, I know. Ten thousand people yeah, and you know. I was just in Paris. <laughs> I I loved it, but it you know, I thought about great. the experience. And um, with the drone photography, everything looked great. Yes. The lighting was great. There was a really good location. And I think that what Danae Amblanc is doing is great. And I think that if you have ever complained about the convention scene, the con scene, mm-hmm. um, or the music festival scene, to be honest, Absolutely. I think that Danae Amblanc will be a really refreshing change of pace. And I definitely highly recommend it. As someone who's been, I've attended lots of events in different, in the entertainment space and entertainment marketing. But um, as a, just as an attendee this time, Mm -hmm. I had a great time. Yes. And. And when you have a great time, it's a good time. Right. Because I hate everything. You hate everything. Everything's bad. Yeah. Like, like everybody who's listening, like, don't invite him. Unless it's not, unless, <laughs> unless there's some fat man scoop or something like that. Well, okay, so the fat man scoop thing, so it's gonna come up because of the Instagram thing. So Scoop and I used to work together. Yeah. He was my intern. Shout out, Mr. Fat Man Scoop. Mr. Fat Man Scoop, one of the best people I've ever worked with, and I've worked with some of the greats in the entertainment business. Um, and so I, I recorded this one clip because he has a hit song that will that, that you know you're at a good party when you hear Be Faithful. And that's a Fat Man Scoop song. Absolutely. And so I recorded the video like, dude, can you believe in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, right. still, this is going down. 
people lost their minds. So that's why I shared it. I wasn't particularly showing off because Scoop and I no, are friends. No, I think you. I think it was great. I think it was great timing. Yeah. You know, I thought your caption was great. You're <laughs> like, it was very great, and and Batman Scoop came on, and now look at right, us. Right now. And then <laughs> it was a great <laughs> caption. Um. So yeah. So that was great. So we had a really good time. Yes. At um Le Dinat and Blanc. And but I will say. Go. I think that if you like. If you like fancy things, this is for you. You have to like a fuss because you have to bring everything. Like I explain to people, it's really interesting because I explain to people like, I don't want to bring tables and chairs. I'm like, listen, it's a picnic. Right. Like, like if you were going to a picnic with your friends, you would bring blankets and chairs and things of that nature. It's the same exact thing. You're bringing everything, and what you're paying for is the experience. Like there was like there was entertainment there. And licensing, and, and we were like and we that. were roped and off, too, right? And we were roped off in a public was, place. It, that's right, and so in the middle of the city. Yeah, and so that's what you're paying for. And yeah. I, I honestly believe that it's a very good deal. Yeah, I, I thought that it was great. I think that um, convention organizers could learn a little something from this. What do you and, think they can and learn? I think that you have to make it special. You have to get. You got to scale some of this stuff down and make it fun. Mm. Um, I've been to so much over dramatic, you know, I won't mention the movie studio that tends to go, go overboard at Comic-Con, <laughs> but um, this was not that. Right, and I think that, I agree, and I think that you have to make people feel like they're getting something. Like, yeah. I would, so all in, it's about a, it's about $100 a couple. If yeah. you drink, that goes up to about 150 Yeah, I would say 150 or so, if yeah. If you add the food, so there's a bunch of add-ons, mm-hmm. so if you add your food, it can it can be about 200 if you don't have the stuff in your house. I mean, so, I mean, it adds up. But once you have, so the picnic stuff, once you have it, you have it. So that's yeah. that's an expense that's an investment. But then the and, and it should be said that you can actually buy food there. You No, you can't buy it there. You have to pre-order the food. That's right. So, you, yeah. you, you pay for it in advance. You pay for it in advance. And, and then you pick it up when you get there. Yes. Right. So yes. that kind of, yeah. um, you know. So, but I, I think that, um, you know, people, you know, I think that it was worth it. I think that the people are priced out because you have to have people there that really want to be there, that yeah. really want to go. Um, so it, it was just a great time. It was a great time. And, and I for folks who you, like I to travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right, yeah. But you were about to say the travel. Yeah, for folks who like to travel, this is this is very, very cool. I'm looking forward to We were talking about uh, Charleston, but there are so many other cities. Well, I want to go to Charleston just because we've it's been in Charlotte for so long. Right. I have not, I, I, I've passed through Charlotte, I mean Charleston, but I have not visited. So this would bring me there, but it's right. just a matter of working out the schedule and school will be in session and things yeah. like that. And it's a Thursday night, so... And this ain't the same as going yeah. to Key Island. This is stopping no, in, Charleston yeah, stop in Charleston and partying. Um exactly. I think that for people who like to see other cities and see sort of the best of that city, this is really, really good. Like, you know, New Orleans does it, Atlanta does it, New York does it, Paris does it. I mean, there was one in Rwanda. There's one in Philadelphia tonight. Right now they're stomping Uh, in Philadelphia, or is that... Not tonight. That happened already, I believe. That was last week? Okay. So, I mean, these are the cities. Philadelphia showed the hell out. I mean, that's that's how it's what it's for, right? Like, come on. But um, so yeah, so we did that. Yes. And um, if you ever get a chance to go to the Le Dinet and Blanc, please do. You should. It's worth it if you're the type of person that likes a little fanfare. It's for you. Yep. 
um, while we were there, there was the meteor shower. We tried to see it, right? Was it that night? Yeah, it was that night. Yeah, we tried it to was, see it, but it yeah. was a little cloudy. Yeah. It's always cloudy in Charlotte when something exciting <laughs> happens in the universe. I'm going to get a little sick of this. Well, show. last year was the eclipse, and it wasn't cloudy. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. That was great. That was great. Can't have everything. Yeah. It's a, it's a round world. Yeah, it is round. At least I believe that it is. We are convinced. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's round. And there's a was it I would like to have a flat earther on a show. Okay. You got <laughs> I had to think about that. Like I don't want any I no. would like to have a flat earther. Like come on in. I would like to have a conversation with a flat earther. I would like to give them a platform for a good ten minutes and to just share their share their theory. I wanna hear it. I, I, from another why not? human being. Why I mean, not? I wanna hear it. Why not? By all means, that yes, you know what they should, and they yeah. should stop inboxing us, and they should bring this madness I and agree. talk to the people directly. I agree. They need to bring it. Bring you it. You tell thirty thousand to fifty thousand people that the Earth, that the Moon is imaginary. You tell tell these people that. Stop telling us about See, the make believe. I haven't heard about the imaginary Moon people. So we went from that the Moon landing was fake, okay, to that the Moon itself is fake. It gets, you know, you know, we, we like it's going backwards. Like we're, you know, we're going to be the center of the universe for flat earthers <laughs> for, <laughs> by like the end of the year. By Christmas, it's going to be like, anyway. So okay, a flat earther. So noted. You are all witness. I'm making the note. There you go. We're going to invite a flat earther onto the show. Yeah, if you're a flat earther and you listen to the show, you know, hit us up on Twitter because I would really like to. Um, and yes. and you no, know, seriously, like. I'm not going to embarrass you or anything like that. We're going to have a serious conversation, a back and forth. Just, yeah. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I really want to, uh, you know, you're going to get all the respect. I'm not trying to play you. I want to know, like, really what's on your mind. No, really. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm seriously making this note. Yeah, because that would be totally cool. And um, so uh, we did not get to see the meteor shower, um, yep. but it was a very romantic night, nevertheless. It was. Uh, we sat there until the, until the very nice Charlotte police officer came over <laughs> and said, you guys, she was so sad. Right. She had to tell us to go because she knew that we were like all, we, like we were like having a moment as a, yeah. as a couple. We were just sitting there. Yeah. Everybody had gone or whatever. And she was just like, you guys, I got to ask you to go. Right, the park is... <laughs> well, I think part of what she had to do was she had to make sure the whole park was completely cleared. Because right. I think the park does close at dusk or whatever. But midnight. She, midnight, okay. Mm-hmm. So she had to make sure everything was clear. She was just doing her job. But she was so sweet. She was just like, hello. She's like, oh, if there was a door, she would say, Well, I guys, believe that. I believe that, yeah. Guys, I hate to interrupt you. So she was really sweet. Too bad we didn't get her name. Shout out to, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Charlotte. CMPD. CMPD. And yeah. she was a, a, a lady cop, so I love lady cops. <laughs> lady cop. Yeah, because I think that, I think a female cop, she picked up on our vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying that a male cop wouldn't have, but yeah. I feel like he would have been a little That's bit more. Yeah, he would have just been a little bit more. Uh, Beat it. Yes. You know, can't stay here, fellas. <laughs> Move along. Move along. <laughs> Move along. No sleeping on the park bench, you two. Get a room. Right. All kind of, all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was a beautiful night. It, it was. It was a beautiful night. Charlotte's Finest, they did really good protecting the park. Yep. They were so, they were, they were a lot of fun. It was good. It was we a did. good night. I mean, I really think that folks, uh, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're a regular attendee at conventions, you're used to cosplay and all types of ceremonial yes. stuff yes. that you have to do anyway. This is on that same level. It is. Um, but just super fancy. So yes, yes you yes. should do it. Yeah, if you're a cosplayer, you would love this. Yes. 
So then you did a really special father-son thing. I did. Um, I am probably the most anime-passionate person in our, in our immediate family. Yes. Um, and one of my favorite, this is the 20th anniversary this year of one of my favorite anime of all times. And one of the greatest. What would that be, my love? That would be Cowboy Bebop. Is that your favorite? That is. (laughs) (laughs) As if she doesn't know. We've been, (laughs) since we've been married, um, I've been going on about this show. Yeah, but it's great though. Um, and so in celebration of the 20th anniversary, Funimation brought back, um, the movie. There's a there's a full length movie for Cowboy Bebop that's a, like a standalone episode, but for two hours. Uh, called, that was called, originally called Knocking on Heaven's Door, and it's just this amazing thing um, that I saw when it first came out in 2001, um, and you know it was limited the release. The year we got married. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. yes, that is the year we got married, and uh, and I saw the movie then. Super excited. Met um, Yoko Kano, who's a music composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, who composed all the music for Cowboy Bebop. Right. And, I, and I met her at the Virgin Megastore in, right. in New York City. That's how long ago this yeah. was. I yeah. met her in a record store. Um, where after, after the screening of the movie. And um, this is just a, a, a film that's just an experience that I've always loved. And so, after, so when our son turned probably 11... Mm-hmm was the first time that we ever watched an episode of the anime Cowboy Bebop together. Right. Um, and he was like, this is cool. So Cowboy Bebop, for those of you who don't know, for the six of you um, who right. aren't aware, it's a it's a, it's a it's set in the future. It's an animated series. It's a sci-fi crime drama. Uh, con- it's a sci-fi kung fu uh, action drama about bounty hunters. Right. So it's set on this one ship called the Bebop. But like the, the the people who live and work on this ship, the bounty hunters, like three of them have their own ships, there are missions, and it's only one season long, 26 episodes, 27 if you count the movie. It's a perfect season of the show. There's no need to bring it back. There's no need to revive it. Keanu Reeves was talking about doing a live action adaptation of it. There is no need. This story is told. It is the legend of Cowboy Bebop. Um, and so it's one of those things where you have the DVDs, it's on Hulu, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. You, you know, you've seen uh, the, the shows and you're good. But the movie is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. For one thing, the music is totally different than anything that's in the show. And the music is one of the stars of Cowboy Bebop. There's nothing else like it. It's right. it's rock. It's yes. like metal. It's jazz. Yep. It's hip hop. It's yep. blues. It's like there's straight harmonica stuff. So the movie... Uh, continues in that tradition. Mm-hmm. Our son had never seen the movie, so he had seen the episodes of the show, and was like, "Oh, that's cool." And for a while, his ringtone was Tank, and it was right. like, "It was right. like, oh, okay." So he gets it. So um, the the movie was nationally. There was only two nights only, mm-hmm. right? One night was the 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 subbed version, where it's in Japanese with subtitles, so the Japanese cast did the read, and then the dubbed version with the American cast um, in English. Okay. So we went to the dubbed. Now, normally, that's a sin for anime, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want to, like, you don't do English. Right. You don't do, you English, don't do right. the dubbed. No, you only subbed. But for Cowboy Bebop, the dubbed is very, very cool because the cast is, is great. The, right. Amer- the, the, the cast that did it in English is just, is just a great cast. And so, um, so we went to this screening. 
And before the movie, there's a very cool interview with the original cast. It's a reunion. And if you've never seen um, the, the, the original cast in real life, uh, it's a very cool thing where they talk about their experience on the show. They talk about their experience making the film. Um, and they talked about what it was like to, when they were originally recording the 26 episodes, they were in this tight studio. Mm -hmm. Then you get to make a big movie for Sony Pictures, so you're on a soundstage. Totally different deal. So the movie itself is uh, is one mission where there's like a terrorist involved, which went over great in 2001. Um, but there was there's it, there's just such great drama, and you can really see the friendship between the characters, even though they're they're, they're drawn on screen. To see the the actors before the film kind of talk about that time mm -hmm. um, really gave. A, 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 as a fan, I really appreciated seeing that dimension of it, and it was a great time. Yeah. Um, our, our son really enjoyed the movie, and, and I really enjoyed the movie as well, as I enjoy everything Cowboy Bebop. Um, it is it is a rare thing to find, yeah. um, and so yeah. I, I think that if you get an opportunity to see it, if you're not into anime but you are into science fiction, which you sort of should be if you're listening mm -hmm. to the show. Yeah, you probably um, are if you're listening to the if you stop on a show called Sci-Fi Generation, right? I highly, something. highly recommend right. uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie. It's called Cowboy Bebop the movie now, but it was originally called Knocking on Heaven's Door. Okay. So that, that was fun. For me. I really, really, really enjoyed that. That works for me. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> I am um, going to talk about something. Um, We're, we're making a turn. Making a little bit of a, of a turn. Okay. I want to talk about Facebook bitches. Stop, stop, stop asking me about the war. Stop asking me about the economy. I got that shit locked. Space Force! Space Force. So, we, so we, like two episodes ago... Like we opened up, like United States Space Force, <laughs> and wouldn't that be something? Mm -hmm. um, and 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 they doubled down. They doubled down on it, and I think Pence is asking for a gazillion dollars for it now. Eight billion dollars because they got to get it up and running by twenty twenty. So Space Force. Um, so just so you people are, just so this maybe the same six of you who've never seen the show are also not aware. Um, like we have an agency, we have a government agency that handles space exploration. It's NASA. They're kind of awesome. They've been <laughs> open for over 50 years. They've been doing stuff. I know that some of you believe that they're on their government agency that's going to lie to you. Now, if I can stop there a moment and question that if you don't trust the government agency that is currently in charge of space exploration, what makes you think that the new government agency is going to be... It's a, first of all, take a deep breath. I am. I'm breathing. Okay. Into the nose. <sighs> Feel the diaphragm. I do. I'm, I'm relaxed. Yeah, because here's the deal. Mm -hmm. It's a military branch. Right. It's a, it's a new branch of the military. To fight. The space pirates? The alien invaders? Okay. The because, space invaders? Because there are aliens in Area 51 mm -hmm. 
and now it's time to get a space force together. So we can fight them? Because the aliens are coming. Okay. Okay? Okay. I figured it all out. Okay, so lay it on us. Why are we doing this now? I just told you. Because to fight the alien, the Area 51 people? So it's like but Independence the, the Day. The people in Area 51. Right. They call their people. They've been warning past presidents that... That their big brother's coming. There's going to be an invasion. And all the past presidents have ignored it. But this president... This guy. Is taking them serious. Okay. He's like, you know what? You're right. We need a space force. And so now, there's going to be one. Now there's going to be a space force, which to is... fight... Klingons? Romulans? Romulans? I don't know who we're, who we're fighting. I, I do Martians. know. Martians? I, if it turned out that, like, the whole expanse was the real thought, and it was, like, alien, and it was, like, human colonies that were coming right. back. I mean, I guess the process is that, the thought process is this. If, if, if we're going to Mars. Yeah. Then right? we need to fight? Right. Because that's what colonizers do. You go to Oh, that was, that was good. Right. That was a good setup. Yeah. That was impressive. If you're going to Mars, then you have to have a military presence. Right. There. When else have they gone and colonized something There's that they did not have, a, like, right. arms and weapons? Right. Okay. So this ain't about low Earth orbit. No. This is about we're going to Venus. Doing what they give do. Give us your shit. Colonizers. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why they... I'm with that's it. That's why you need a space force. So, so... So maybe it can be like in Firefly, and then we can be like freelancers. Like, do we have to join to be part of? Because I'm over the age limit anyway. Like, I'm not going to get drafted into a military service to go into space. And a lot of us are over the age limit. I'm over the. I'm out of shape. I'm out of the necessary shape to 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 do this. Right. Which which also raises another point. To have a space force, you're going to have to have ships. Right? Mm-hmm. Where, where are we? Well, that's what the $8 billion is for. We, and it's going to be done in two years. Two years. So let me point out that we have a space station that mm-hmm. took quite a long time to put together in orbit right now. And the only way we can get Americans off said space stations in case of emergency, don't believe that movie Gravity, don't believe it, people. They know Chinese satellite. You, it's not going to happen. Without help from the Russians or SpaceX, we can't get Americans down. And that's been more than two years. So now you're telling me that you're going to have multiple astronaut pilots trained in space combat in two years. I mean, why not just fund NASA to keep doing what they're doing? There's also a branch of the Air Force. I don't know if people know this, but there's a branch of the Air Force that handles aerospace. Like, but people not have been doing space this. Space. Right. Like, the space of. Not space. Above the Earth. Where the stars and the fake moon is. <laughs> this is the point in the time where the Vulcans are checking us out. And instead of doing stuff like warp drive, we're like Yosemite Salmon it. We're the rootinest, tootinest planet 
in the solar system. I mean, system. all I know is Space Force is crazy as hell. So, but you but know, if if there's a chance to be Space Ghost, I'm you, your guy. But my here's my here's my question though. Mm-hmm. Would you have been behind Space Force had they called it the Federation? But the the Federation. I'm also a Blake Seven fan, so um, the Federation is sort of a space force, but the way that it came to be is different, right? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think this president watches Star Trek? No. How do you know? I think there are some things that have been said <laughs> that clearly illustrates that this man and Gene Roddenberry are on two different paths. Just saying, I, I just don't think that unifying the world and and abandoning money is kind of this guy's thing. I don't think that this is that's his deal. I mean, Star Trek's not for everybody, and I think he's one of those people when they say that, right? Have you ever been in that conversation where it's just like, oh, Star Trek's not for everybody? It's just some people are just not into that. It's like, mm, okay, so you're trying to say it's socialist? Gotcha. Okay, but. They're just saying that it's science fiction and they don't get it. I don't think. No, people think who people, people say that people we've had enough conversations where it's like science fiction is not for everybody. People just say that. No, I don't think. There no. are science fiction people who are just like I don't know. Star Trek's a little. Uh, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I, I just. We'll bring the watch when we bring when we bring the flat Earth around. <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna ask like I'm making a note. Do you watch Star Trek? Okay. When I did the interview for NBC, the guy who interviewed me was a Star Wars fan. And he was like, look, and the reason why he called, he was just like, you know more about this than, <laughs> than I do, and it's the 50th anniversary. Let's talk about this. You know, and the more I talked about it, he's like, oh, I didn't need that. He had not seen City on the Edge of Forever. There are people who don't know about this. Anyway. So there was an annual Star Trek convention Speaking in Las Vegas. Of Star Trek. <laughs> The convention happens in Vegas every year. <laughs> it's a wonderful gathering, friends. If you have never been, uh, we've been. Um, it is. It's fun to go to Star Trek if a Star Trek convention uh, in Vegas. If you're a fan, it's fun to go by yourself. It's fun to go with a bunch of friends. Um, it is the greatest event ever to go with my wife. Because, like, she meets people that are just like, how, wait, how did, there's a story that we'll tell at some point about. I think you told it already, dude. Did I? Yeah, about like you and John Delancey? Yeah, it's like episode two. Rewind to that, you guys. Um, so, we did not go this year. We had stuff going on. Um, but stuff was revealed. What was revealed? So, um, Patrick Stewart jumped out. <laughs> On stage, okay. and announced that he will be returning as Jean Luc Picard. Oh, that's wonderful! I agree. I think that that's wonderful. I think that that's re- that's going to be really cool. Yeah. And that's all we know. We don't know if it's Star Trek: The Next Generation, Next Generation. We don't know what the situation is. We're assuming that it picks up after Star Trek: Nemesis, but it could be at any point in time. Okay. But Jean Luc Picard returning to Star Trek uh, is a great thing. Um, we don't know much much else. Okay. At the same time, we got a little bit of a downer news. What's that? Um, there was there had been talk about this crazy scene 
uh, in the next Star Trek, in the fourth Star Trek movie of this current iteration with this current cast, where Chris Pine, who plays Captain Kirk, was going to uh, have a scene where he reunited with his father, who we all know dies, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, dies in the first uh, of these, the one from 2009. Mm-hmm. So they were going to bring the two of them together. His father's played by Chris Hemworth. Mm-hmm. So Chris is uh, sort of busy. Chris mm-hmm. is uh, playing Thor. And Chris uh, essentially saw the returns from Infinity so War. So he can't do it because he's just like, I'm busy, y'all. Not only that, but like, um, I'll do it if you pay me. Right. Like, pay me like Thor. And they're like, oh, no, it's Star Trek. You're not the star of Star Trek. You're just the first scene. Like, I'm, I'm Thor. And if you want me here, you're going to have to pay me. Okay. Um, so Chris Pine has also uh, asked for more money, and that's not going over well. And all we know now is that right now there may not be another um, Star Trek Beyond, maybe the last of the current series of movies. But the shows are going on. Um, Discovery is coming back for a second season. And then this show with Jean-Luc Picard is supposed to be a separate show right. that's supposed to be on the CBS app um, that you can stream online. So good Speaking news. Of streaming, what you been watching? I've been watching a few things. Not not a lot. Uh, okay. Voltron season seven on right. Netflix is a lot of fun. Okay. Um, it is a great update from the original series, and I think I mentioned that a few episodes ago. But mm-hmm. season seven is really, really, really good. Is it? Yeah. So the animation is actually really is great on the show. They've updated the design of the lions. The okay. there's blazing sword. There's all right. of the things you know about Voltron, and no vehicles, all lions. Oh wow! Right. So it's all so it's all great. Um, but then what they've done with uh, Prince Lotor. And uh, Princess Alora, and uh, and <laughs> they've even brought Sven in for a quick thing. So, so for, if you love Voltron, you have to watch Voltron Legendary Defender. Like, find a kid and use them as an excuse um, to, oh, yeah, I'm watching this because of the kids. But it's a really, really good show. It's one of my okay. favorite soap operas right now. Cool. And then I watched a movie called Alpha Gateway. Um, it was one of those, like, how you always say, like, how do you have time to watch... The stuff on online. Right. This is one of those things. I watched it broken up uh, over three nights. Okay. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Was it's it? A, yeah. It was a. It was. It's. It's about two Australian scientists uh, who uh, they discover a portal that connects multiple Earths. Right. Oh, so nice. you know, like the alternate realities. Yeah. So they've found a way this portal to to trans to transport yourself between this Earth and the other Earth. Right, okay. even if you're there, so the paradox be damned. Right, it's just like you go and you go, you get an opportunity to interact with other Margo. Uh-huh. So there are some things that happen where this scientist is able to interact with her life and bring someone from her other life back to this Earth. Right. High jinks ensue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it's great. So it's a great. It's, it, I enjoyed um, Alpha Gateway. Um, it's a fascinating take on the classic question, which is, what would you do if you could go everywhere? Gotcha. Right? It, uh, no limits as to what you could do and travel between alternate realities. How do you map that? Right. How do you deal with the consequences? How do you deal with the failures, the successes? Alpha Gateway was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Okay. So that sounds good. I'm just watching Bob Burger. <laughs> <laughs> You are watching Bob's Burgers like it's an anthology. I'm watching Bob's Burgers like I'm studying for the bar. Like, I watch Bob's Burgers every night. You do. Because that is what's good on the street. 
Like, I don't even understand how people make it through life without watching. Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers. I would know. I love Bob's Burgers. It's so much fun. Yes. And those kids are so crazy. Yes. And that's what I'm watching on Netflix right now. I'm still watching The Crown. I don't... I, I fall asleep at 9 o'clock because I'm old. Bob's Burgers. You're a night owl, so you watch. I'm all, up late. You watch all of this shit. Like I watch Bob's right. Burgers. I watch TV. I watch a little bit of news. Then I watch four Bob's Burgers, and then I go to sleep. That's all you need. That's right. I would say that Bob's Burgers, as a comedy ensemble, is up there with Archer. And um, it's not right. I mean, I think Bob's Burgers is better than, Mar- than Archer. Archer, I, mean, I, wa- I watched as a Archer group of for actors. a while, but I feel like Archer jumped a shark. So like, it did. Like it just dropped a shark. It I did. Was like I was over it. So did The Simpsons. Now I think about it. But I feel like we need to move on. Yes. Because um, we are starting to run out of time. We have so much to get to, and I feel a little forced. <laughs> um, Why forced? I feel forced because. I did not want to talk about Elon Musk. I was trying to kill Musk Watch. Right. I did not want that because I feel like he was getting on my nerve. He was just so unhinged. The Twitter rants were were killing us. Yeah, like I just feel like I don't want to waste. I don't want to talk about him anymore. We had decided. I I thought we decided we we were walking away. (laughs) We walked away from Musk Watch. But the game keeps calling us back. <laughs> we getting dragged back into Muskwatch? We're getting dragged back into Muskwatch because did you hear about him? And okay, first of all, he's just there's so much fuckery going on with him right there's now. There's a lot going on. To um, start from to, so so there's the tw- there's his tweets. Well, let's talk about let's talk about his tweets. I'm gonna call him, I'm gonna talk to his mama cuz you know I'm friends with her. You on are. Facebook. You and yeah, you and his mom. I'm friends with her on Facebook and I'm going to talk to her. I'm just going to be like, "May. <laughs> Come here, girl. Let's go do with your son. What's going on?" Like We all want answers. We need answers. And tell him to send me a car cuz I'm tired of talking about his ass <laughs> and not getting a fucking car. But anyway, the new one. Anyway. So um, he t- so he's taking his company private, apparently. No, well he's not. Well, he said that he was. That's he tweeted he said. that he was going to take the company That's private at four hundred twenty dollars a share, which is a twenty percent premium from its current price, which is around three hundred fifty dollars. Right. He tweeted that the funding was secured by Saudi investors. Mm-hmm. The, and then the Saudis say not exactly. Not, not exactly. They was like, Elon who? No, they didn't say Elon who. Yes, they, they did. They said who? They didn't disavow they him said, like that. They said, who's Elon Musk? The motherfucker that was trying to get them kids out the cave. <laughs> Does Puerto Rico have uh, electricity yet, Elon? Right, did you finish that? I think he did do good in that project. Though, he did. Right? He did. That yeah, he did. Good. He did. Okay. And that's the thing, right? So, like, when he can focus, like, stuff gets done. And then he's all over the place. All over the place, like? Ms. Banks? Yeah. Just some random shit. So, the whole Azalea Banks thing is completely out of my demographic. That there's an Azalea Banks connection to Elon Musk is bananas. So, I googled this, and when you when you google Azalea Banks, I'm going to do it right now. I just, I just, it's, so when you google Azalea Banks. A-Z, uh-huh. What do you get when you, you do that? You get everybody. We're doing this in real time. Yeah. You love. get everybody <laughs> that Mrs. Banks 
have beefs with. That's a lot of people. So you get Azalea and Cardi, Azalea and Elon. Hold on, hold on. I gotta put in her last name. It was Azalea and um, Anna Wintower. Right. Azalea and um, there was some other big ones. The RZA. RZA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so many beefs. So you gotta scroll down <laughs> Elon's beef. <laughs> we gotta alphabetically categorize these beefs. Iggy Azalea. Right, that was the and most I'm legendary. So yeah, and I'm so old. Like I was, that's when I was really confused. I was like Azalea, Iggy. I'm so confused. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't know who was who. Right. Because I'm like out of the demographic. Um, Snoop, beef. Like, like you Google her and like this list of beefs come up, <laughs> and it's just like oh. <laughs> So I say that to say that this young lady, because I'm out of the demographic, I'm not even going to get into whether I like her, don't like her, whatever. Right. You know, young people are messy. True. Can't be the one that wasn't, and they had a very boring life. True. Like, point to me. I wasn't messy. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Boring 20. Okay? So I live vicariously through these young girls who are messy as fuck. Let them like, be messy. Because I'm just like, wow, like, what's it like to be that messy and not give a fuck? Like, that must be amazing. Right. Like, I was, I'm a child of the church, so I never had an option of just not giving a fuck. But I would love to, like... To just be out there. Oh, my God. To just be like Azalea Banks and just be like, I'm going to fuck with (laughs) Snoop today. And just not give a fuck. So that's just, (laughs) that fascinates me. Each of these beefs, like, starts with, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into this. Right. I didn't. I but really just, didn't. So that fascinates me in and of itself. Right. So I'm just like, okay. So I'm not. I'm not here to judge Ms. Banks. Um, not Miss. I'm not here to and judge her at all. I just want to know why Ms. Banks was in Mr. Elon Musk's house tweeting like all this insulting shit. Right. Like, and I'm just like, no. Well, she was supposed to be working on a remix with Grimes. Right. Right. Well, I had to Google that too because I'm <laughs> old as fuck. I can't, I can't front for you. The only reason why I know who the hell Grimes is because we've had her on the playlist a couple of times. Okay. So I probably know, have heard her music. Right. Oh, you have. Okay. That's correct. Yep. Okay. And so, he took her to the and Met Gala. Now Grimes, right? Grimes is the person, the young lady, right? right that yes. is dating or went to the Met Gala with Elon. Mr. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm assuming that um, Ms. Grimes and Ms. Banks are cordial. They know each other. They were right. going to do some music. They were going to do, yes. It was a remix. Point. Right. Okay, yes. so there's a remix. So she's like waiting at Elon Musk's house. I'm, he must have a studio there, apparently, because I'm like. The, don't we? Like, you got to have a studio in your lab. So there's a studio. Right. And um, I don't know. Azalea got irritated. She that's mild. That's a mild way it to put it. It seems as though Miss Banks got a little irritated, yes. and she started tweeting some things that some hurling some insults. And you know, I checked the Twitter, and <laughs> these things come across my Twitter, and it's completely out of my demographic, and I love it. And then I go into these conversations, and I listen to the young people talk about it, and um, I just I don't know who to believe because I'm like. I don't know. The young people, I just go with the flow. Right. I just start liking shit like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. She uh-huh. Should, right. Uh-huh. 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 That sounds right. <laughs> I follow.
follow the reading. You know, I, I let them tell me what to think about young things that are happening. Right. You know? right. I have my sources. People from within the demo. Right. People from relay within it back. the demo. Right. Yeah. Right. So I listen, and they're like, like the same thing with Cardi. Like when she gets messy, I, you know, I go with the flow. And I'm like, yeah, I guess she's messy. I love Cardi. But if the young people are telling me she's messy, she's messy. Then you got it. Yeah. Auntie Margaret don't know. So yeah, Delia Banks and Elon Musk. That was just a hot. Mess. That's a mess. Uh, and then to to wrap it all up, well, not even it, it's never getting wrapped up. Um, he's just gonna keep on. Uh, then he does this interview, this melodramatic interview for the New York Times, mm-hmm. right? And in it, it was just like you know the physical and mental toll that um, his schedule and his work ethic has taken okay. on him and all that stuff. And it's just like okay, well, kind of nobody told you to do all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people, it, it, one of the things that's that's always weird to me is that when people do that, right? Like, so you're a completely rude person, mm. you're a completely abrasive person, and and then and then when you're confronted with it, you're just like, well, that's just how I get things done, yeah. which is weird, right? Because when you look no, it's at not like, weird, it's rude, it's rude, it's rude. but they excu- they excuse mama, their and rudeness. I know his mama raised him better than that, or maybe not. Maybe I don't know, but it's not when your work's her, fault. I'll find it's not because you had a business to, to build, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, if you think about the history of everything you've ever heard, everything we've ever heard about Bill Gates, right, of everything we've ever heard about Bill Gates, what we've never heard, right, are these kinds of things. And I know Bill Gates has some interesting well, friends. Well, he's got a mugshot. Like, he was arrested. Right, but I'm just, right? saying, but I'm just saying, like, he, like, we would be surprised, like, you know. Like, he's done some shit, for sure. No, I'm just saying people he hangs out with, right? Like, right. I'm sure him and his wife, what's her name again? Melissa? Melody, Melissa. Not Melody, what's okay. You got me now. Melinda. Right, the Bill and Melinda Gates. Right. Yes. And I'm sure they have, you know, they might be chilling with somebody. We like, for real? Y'all friends? You know? So it's the, the mismatch of friends like Azalea Banks and Elon Musk or Bron. Like, that's not. That makes friends. That's fine. Yeah, that's not hard that to That makes believe. sense. It's like, okay, that, you know, that I get that. Yeah. But um, I just think that. You know, but that's not what his interview in the Times is about. The, the interview in the Times is like it's it's really it it's really hard party. to yeah it's really hard to be me. Um, and I just like uh, that's some bullshit. It's hard to be you because you know you're making it hard to be you. Yeah. You know, and you know, so w- when we first started talking about it, it was like you know Elon Musk is like he's like a real life Tony Stark. Ha ha ha. Well, Tony Stark in the comics like is a yeah, real a mess. mess. Yeah, he's a fucking mess. You know what I mean? And and it's like, it's about time no, for... Me, Lana, I don't know what's going on with you, but get it together. Or I'm calling your mom. It, I'm just going to tell... I'm going to call... I'm going to send her a message on Just Facebook. holler at her. I'm going to send her a message on Facebook. I'm going to be like, girl. May. May. Come get your boy. May. Come get your boy. What's going on, You May? know which son I'm talking about. Get, come yeah. get him. Yeah. What's going on, May? Musk? <laughs> Out here modeling, being a supermodel at like 72, 71. So the, the so the Musks are just overachievers. They're just like they're doing whatever. Well, I they can have. tell from her Facebook because I I follow her and I mm-hmm. can tell she is like she was not fucking with them kids. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she was not. She she ain't fooling me. Okay, walking around here being a supermodel, right? She was a nutritionist, a supermodel, like she was doing her damn thing. Okay, but she not she not fooling me. She was not fucking with them kids. They was gonna be successful, period. Right or else. All right. 
she put the T in Tiger Mom. Wow. She's not fooling me. Like, right. I could tell. Like, she is, like, she was boss babe before the hashtag. So it works, right? then. So, yeah, and I understand she has some sketch. The, the kids' parents have some sketchiness ties to, like, diamonds in South Africa. Yes. You know, I understand that that's, like, the history of it all. Yes. So, and that's, you know. Yes. I'm not happy about that at all. Yes. Um, That's a whole nother show. It is. But, um, yeah, yes. she was gangster. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> keep it at that. She was gangster. That's all I got to say. She was gangster. But. Yes. So, now's probably a great time. Did we finish everything in our, in our first half? Yeah, we, we, we touched. We first half. Well, we had to catch up. We did have to catch up. We had to talk to the people. Yes, but it's getting late, and I have to watch Bob's Burger. <laughs> so we've got to spend time This is another Bob's nighttime Burger. recording. You're right, yes. So we got to get it's you. It's another nighttime recording. I've gone through a quarter bottle of wine already. You have. Built more. Built you know, more. Noir. I mean, it's not, a, not an ad. We don't have to keep saying It's that. not an ad, but we've got, like, mad logos sitting around, so we got to. <laughs> But speaking, that's a great segue. Speaking of ads, speaking of ads, some people who are paying us, <laughs> we're going to spend some time with them. <laughs> we'll talk to our sponsors, and then we'll come back with science news and some other stuff that's going on uh, in the universe. We have had a pretty busy summer between band camp and driver's ed and family trips. It has been insane, don't you think? I would agree. Yeah, and so our mornings started really early and neither one of us are morning people. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad to have the RX bars and uh, they looked really delicious. I know I had one and it was really good. I love the packaging. All the ingredients are on the package. What did you like about it? Well, I liked how they were so like small and portable and actually in them they weren't too small so it's not like I wasn't full and right. they weren't too big yeah and I really like them because you do have a couple of allergies and they are gluten-free soy-free and dairy-free they have no artificial colors artificial flavors or preservatives or fillers I mean that is a lot of peace of mind as your mom so I was really glad to have them would you recommend them for your friends in high school I would yeah cool so I'm going to recommend it to our listeners. Um, they can go to rxbar.com backslash SFG. If they've used that promotional code, they need to visit rxbar.com at SFG. So yeah, you guys should go and check it out because we really enjoy these. How many of you have been wearing contacts since you can remember? I know I have. And I have watched the evolution of contacts come and go from walking into a store and having to wait three weeks to being able to order them and get them FedEx the next day. But here's something that hasn't changed over the years, having to go to the doctor to get a prescription. But now that simple contact is in the game, all that has changed. You have the ability now to go to a doctor online. Yes, you heard me correctly. You can go to the doctor online. It was one of the most simple things that I have done in forever. This is game changing. So 
Let me just tell you, you just go online, there's a doctor, you take a quick eye exam and you can get your prescription. And I loved it. So this is not, I just wanna make it clear to you guys, it's not a replacement for your full periodic exam because we know how important that is, right? But if you just need a quick prescription to renew your contacts and you know like your, your eyes are in relatively good health, this is a great alternative. So I want you to give it a try. Um, if you go to simplecontacts.com slash SFG, you will receive a $20 offer, okay? So you wanna go to simplecontacts.com slash SFG. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. This is literally one of the most science fiction things I do every day, having this pouch with my name on it and an inspirational quote with these customized vitamins. Now, to get your subscription started, there's an online quiz that asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. It takes about five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. A portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Now, your monthly subscription box can be modified at any time. You can track your progress with the Care of app. There are vegan and vegetarian supplement options to match your dietary needs. And there you must try the quick thick powders. You can be add that to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost whenever you need. I am trying to cut back on sugar and energy drinks, so that was very helpful to me. It cannot get any easier. There is a pouch with your name on it with vitamins that you specifically need because you asked for them. You guys, you gotta try this. For 25% off of your first month, personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code SFG. Again, for 25% off your first month, takecareof.com and enter the promo code SFG. Ready to become a leader? Enroll in Army ROTC. You could get a full tuition scholarship and you'll graduate a leader and an officer in the U.S. Army. Army officers inspire strength in others. To receive more information about the Army ROTC program, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast today. Paid for by the United States Army. A guest has been, uh, we haven't had him on the air in quite some time. Yeah, so there's a segment where we're going to go through the first three. Yeah. Um, our top stories on the site. Yes. So first, science news. So here are the top three stories as of right now on SciFiGeneration.com. This is the first singing you've done this show. You gotta, you no, gotta catch up. Yeah. There's been so much going on in the first There's half, right? So that's yeah. anyway. 
episode number three. Ultra-hot planets have star-like atmospheres. Recent observations by NASA's Hubble and Spitzer Space Telescopes of ultra-hot Jupiter-like planets have perplexed theorists. The spectra of these planets have suggested they have exotic and improbable compositions. Now, what that means essentially is what that, that they're... What that means is it's all a lie. It's all... <laughs> what that actually means is that there are, there, there are places we're calling planets that actually have maybe no surface. There's no moon, there's no planets, and the Earth is flat. Got flat gaseous stuff. Ultra-hot Right. So, like, star-like atmospheres means no solid ground to stand upon. But, anyway, that is number three. Uh, number two, pairs of small colliding galaxies may seed future stars. It's planets! No, it doesn't say planets, but that's my imagination. Or star-like planets. Star-like like that. planets. We'll roll with that. Yay! That's, uh, that's sort of <laughs> explains itself, I think. I, I can only... I can only make that more complex, I think. A pair of dwarf galaxies closely circling our galaxy, the Milky Way, the large and small Magellanic clouds were in the throes of merging into one another when they fell into our galaxy. Fell into the galaxy. Right? It's like a romance novel, right? Uh, the two the two galaxies are thought to hold enough gas to replenish half of the Milky Way supply of star-making fuel. And now, a study in the monthly notices of Royal Astronomical Society offers new insights into how galaxies like ours are able to capture this gas so easily. So more astrophysics. Astrophysics for our true science uh, people. For our hard science fans. Hard and then, of course, uh, because you people were in a trashy mood, the number one story <laughs> was the U.S. plan for a space force risk escalating a space arms race. Sign up for Space Force today. Be the first into space every day. So, somebody's got to tell us the truth about what's going on out there, and only Space Force can do it. Anyway, uh, so that the number one story this past week has been about Space Force. Number one story last week was probably about Space Force. This has just been something that capped base. Really, no matter where you sit on, on either side of this topic, it's fascinating. I think it's also fascinating because the truth of the matter is that if you are a teenager, mm-hmm. that could be something that you're looking at and saying, this could be something for real. As a future for... I mean, yeah. You know, so you want to keep your eye on it because you never know. We laugh at it now, but you never know. I don't think anybody ever laughed at the Marine Corps. I don't think anyone laughed about, like, Coast Guard. (laughs) Yeah, right. It doesn't matter, you know. Anyway. So those are the top three stories. For more stuff like that, SciFiGeneration.com. SciFiGeneration.com. Visit with your teacher. Buy a T-shirt. When you go back to school. That's all I got. <laughs> you looking at me like, right. hey, what am I supposed to sing back up? I ain't got no doo-wop, doo-wop for you. That would be nice, so not leave me out here. Doo-wop would be nice. Give me some backup. Give me a beat. See? Okay, so my story, I have two stories. Feature story time. 
Um, I think this is a big deal. Yes. The EpiPen. Wow, yes. Okay, Good so one. there's a lot of kids with allergies, mm -hmm. adults with allergies. People don't realize they get a bee sting. People have died from these things. Yes. So the EpiPen was extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like a million dollars for you to have in your house. I doubt if it was a million. It was expensive. It was like 250 300 Like 300 bucks, yeah. That's for high. you to have the EpiPen in your house. And Which delivered that dose right. so it's quickly like to the right. Mm -hmm. Emergency treatment for, yeah. for allergy. And uh, it was hella expensive, like so many other drugs. And um, uh, Teva Pharmaceuticals in the uh -huh. United States they um, made a new one that is a generic copy of the EpiPen and the FDA approved it. And so that means that the EpiPen is now going to be available much more affordable, um, going on a market much more affordable. Um, people will be able to get it at the uh, 0.3 milligrams and the 0.15 milligram strength. And um, people are going to be able to get it and have it in their house. That's super important. In the schools and have it in case of an emergency, in case somebody winds up having peanuts and they're not supposed to have the damn peanuts or whatever, and nobody has to die from a peanut allergy. Right. So that's very important. Um, I'm hoping that going forward we can do the same thing for things like insulin and so many other drugs that that's are a good so point, yeah. freaking expensive yeah. to have. And just the more generic drugs we get, the better. Um, you know, I think that that was really good news. That is good news. So I wanted to share that. The democratization of the EpiPen. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I thought that was pretty cool when I, when I heard it. I was like, okay. Anytime I hear of drugs being sold and generic and, and it's affordable, like, uh, I think that that's a good thing. It would be better if people didn't have to pay for these life-saving drugs, but that's a... That's another episode. That's another and then, um, last week, the World Health Organization, I'm going to introduce our guest, I guess I should do that. <laughs> so we have a guest today um, who has been an avid gamer since he was about seven or eight years old, and um, he is someone that uh, we hold in high regard. We believe that his knowledge base on video games is very vast. He is a rising 10th grader in Audrey Cal Elementary School. That's high school, dear. Why high you, school. Getting specific about Getting the school. Like, extremely specific. I'm trying to show yeah, a school shout it out. People just roll up on them. Can't just roll up on them like Scratch that. that. Our guest is a 14-year-old <laughs> gamer uh, who goes to uh, high school here in North Carolina. He is very knowledgeable about gaming, and we are going to discuss the uh, new gaming disorder. Could you stop interrupting the flow of the show? I'm just saying, can you just do why can't you just say like sophomore in high school with us okay so take three I'm just saying Mark take three two one and go so 
So before we move on to the next story, I'm happy to say that we have a high schooler uh, going into 10th grade here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Happens to be our son. Hi, DJ. Hello. And we're going to discuss, um, so the World Health Organization, we're going to discuss the gaming disorder category that the World Health Organization uh, just um, labeled a gaming behavior. A pa- so, bleh, I got to do that over. Okay, so you ready? Yeah. Let's start all over again. From introducing let's just take four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. let's take from the top, and then okay. you can just kind of roll, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay, uh, take four, Mark, three, two, one. So, um, the World Health Organization has um, given us a new uh, category hmm. for uh, so a disorder. It, okay. And it's called, they named it video gaming or gaming disorder. So, gaming disorder. Gaming disorder. Huh. And um, it's characterized by impaired control. Okay. Over gaming. Okay. Okay, so here are the symptoms that they said. Yeah, let's so hear what that. Is, what is gaming disorder? So, so gaming disorder is a pattern of, 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 of behavior, uh-huh. digital or video gaming, um, impaired control over gaming, increased, increasing... Uh, so when you give a lot of priority to... It's like any other addiction. Like you give the priority to gaming over other activities. Okay. To the extent that gaming takes precedence over other interests and daily activities. Hmm. Um, the continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Um, so basically, um, for gaming disorder to be to be diagnosed, uh-huh. the behavior pattern must be sufficient, must be of sufficient severity to result in significant Im- impairment um, in personal, family, social, and educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. And would normally have been evident for at least 12 months. That does sound like an addiction. It sounds like an, yeah, it's an addiction. It's addiction to food, an addiction to, um, you know, drugs, mm-hmm. an addiction to all kinds of things. Things. So um, when we first heard, when I first heard this report, um, I was listening to it with um, our sound guy. Yes. And um, he's here because he um, had a lot to say. Hey. So um, when we were listening to it in the car, and he, he, you know, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you thought this was kind of like, like crap. I mean, it it sounds exactly like every other addiction. Right. Just kind of slap gaming on it. Okay. Hmm. So you think gaming should have like a different parameter, like different parameters around it? I mean, I'm not saying take the title away. I'm just saying I don't, I don't see it as such a big deal because I mean I don't I wouldn't see it as an addiction the way I play it okay how many hours a day do you spend playing video games well when I spend it all like on gaming like half the time I'm not like even playing video games I'm just talking to my friends okay so that brings us to a really good point I are we do people believe do you think that there's a misconception with gaming as a whole with parents because I think a lot of parents, do you think parents understand that gaming is a social space? It depends on, like, it depends on the kids, really. Like, I, I know the way my friends and I use it. Like, we just talk to each other. We talk to each other for hours, and we can still play games while we do it. 
but like okay. we're not as into the game as we are in just like talking to each other. Okay. okay. As opposed to like actually going out somewhere and chilling for like hours on end every day. So what for you, like as a teenager, what would be, how would you know that a friend of yours, if a friend of yours had an addiction, what would be signs for you? If we, and, and, and does that differ from what the World Health Organization said it is? Well, I mean, not really. Because, like I said, like it's an addiction. It's like a regular addiction. So like if we go out and do something and there's, so, there's one guy who just doesn't go to anything that we go to because they're staying home. Mm. They've been putting so many hours into this game, blah, blah, blah. Um, you, can, you can tell. Really, because there's like a function where you can like check people's hours on it, on a game. So, yeah. What would you consider too many hours? Like daily or like in in general? Daily. What would you consider too many? Like how? What, so when you look up their hours, how does how? Well, does it, it works as like if I look at a game and then I look at someone else's hours, like it'll just put like hours in total so like you can have you can have a couple days you can have like weeks into a game and you can have had the game for like two to three years okay right okay i see what you're saying so it's not like you sat down and you did not leave the house for two to three weeks gotcha so right what do you think parents need so so somewhere in the world right there's a parent who read this and is freaking out and they're like oh my god you're addicted like you're always on your game and blah 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 blah. like what do you think where do you think parents get it wrong as it pertains to gaming like where do you I think mean, parents get it wrong it depends on the kid really it's like if someone tells me to it, it really depends on how they react when you take it away so, like any other addiction, it, re- it right. depends on the right. reaction when you take it away. Right. So, like Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's sort of like taking your phone away is what it sounds like you're saying. What do you think would be worse for a teenager, a phone or a video game? A phone would be more detrimental. De- me personally, like the phone would be more detrimental to you guys than it would to me. Like, <laughs> What's even, that supposed to mean? I don't mean? even use my phone that often. So we could, so because oh, we couldn't right, reach right, him. Because we can't reach him. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't use my phone that much when I'm out. Right, right. It's our tracking device for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is he? Where is he? So, um, so the article goes on to ask. Um, should all people who engage in gaming be concerned about developing gaming like gaming disorder, which is what the, they named it? They named it gaming disorder. I mean, not if you have, not if you as a human have limitations. Like, I can tell when I myself have been playing too long, mm-hmm. or have been doing like, just me with anything. When I've been staring at a screen too long, I just go to bed. I just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like. Because usually I'm tired. Right. But, yeah, it's... So they're saying that there's also a 
so there's okay so studies suggest that gaming disorder affects only a small to your point right it only affects only a small portion of people who engage in digital or video gaming activities and that includes your phone right because there are games on the phone there are games on your other devices and things like that um however people who partake in gaming should um, be on alert to the amount of time they spend on gaming activities, particularly when it is to the exclusion of other daily activities, as well as any changes in their physical or psychological health and social functioning that can be attributed to their pattern of gaming behavior. Mm. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, most people that I know the only reason people put as many hours as they do into gaming over the summer is because, like, usually there's not much else to do in the summer. Right. Like, over breaks and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you, there are periods, there are long chunks and periods of time where it's just extremely boring. Like, there's nothing to do. Like, you've been on the trip, you just mm-hmm. got back from hanging out with your friends, you, you've done everything that you've wanted to do, now what? Do you think that... And, and I was wondering about this when I was listening to the NPR report. Do you think that if there were more um, community centers um, that um, cater to teenagers more, like that gave more activities in the summer, where like a hangout, like a place where a, a teenage could teenage could go and like hang out, and their parents didn't have to pay for say like a park or a rec center or something. Do you think that that would limit the, the screen time? Or you think that even once they finish with that, they would want it? Probably not, because what are you going to put in the team center? Right. Games. Games. Oh, right. well, you're saying video games. Mm-hmm. They would put video right. games, right? You're not going to have a bunch of teenagers who are constantly on screen. You know, you can't just sit a board game in front of them. Well, well there's a lot of board games. There's a lot of gamers that board that play. I mean, there's a lot of people that Tables play games. tabletop games. That's very common. Not many teenagers. No, that's not true. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole genre. Like, there's a lot of teenagers that play tabletop games. Yeah. Would you want to play a tabletop game? Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Auntie Tara. <laughs> but anyway, so I thought that that was um, a really good report. So I appreciate you coming in and talking to us today and getting a teenager perspective on gaming. I think that... Um, I like this report. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting that the World Health Organization um, labeled it again, labeled something gaming disorder. Yep. I think that they probably see a lot of cases of it. We know that parents have been talking about it. Yep. Um, they've been um, concerned about it because it is a lot of screen time. But to DJ's point, I think people forget about the social component of yeah. it. That it's the new teenage line on some level in the room, like yep. is there is there social connection, but and, but but there are a lot of things to be concerned about. There are some tips for parents. I think um, one of the tips would be to limit the game time, limit the, the video game time. Um, that time goes by fast, and it's very easy to be like, well, the kid is out my hair, you know, right. or I'm able to be productive while the kid is playing video games. Or to DJ's point, the kid gets an attitude when you pull him off the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, just limit the game time in the summertime and make sure you take some time to go into your kid's room, have conversations with them. DJ hates when we do that, and when I do <laughs> anyway. But I think that it's important, um, you know, to have that time to talk to your kids and 
um, put them away, take walks, you know, good old-fashioned stuff like that. Well, old-fashioned to a sense, right? Because one thing I did notice about this report is that it didn't take into account how as Gen Xers, we spent hours in arcades. Absolutely. And and hard gold cash. And that was social, yeah. That was so, social. like, a lot of my friendships were in arcades. Do you know what an arcade is? Yeah. I just wanted to double-check real sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to double-check it real sure. Um, Yeah, but you're right. That was very social as well. Yeah. yeah. And we spent hours. Like, I, I can definitely tell you in my teenage... When I, when I was 14, mm-hmm. I clearly spent four hours a day, three days a week, in an arcade. Like, I without... I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to go to arcades. Right. You, it, was the, it was the demonic forces? Was I that what the deal? No, I mean, I went to... I snuck in them. Okay. I, I snuck in arcades like it was a, like it was a club. See, I... Li- right. I played centipedes and things like see? that. See? And see, you could have been competitive. You could have. You could have been, like, a... World class centipede champion. I could have been, or a Miss pa- or a Pac Man. Could have taken you places. Yep. And that's what that's what kids are doing now. I mean, if you look at, <clears throat> like, I'm kidding, but if you look at like the esports scene, right? Like these are kids on on making some money, and they're playing. Do they make a lot of money? The esports kids. Yeah. Okay. What's what's the average amount of money that they make? I don't know, but they make bank. Well, there's a range, right? So, like, the kids who play Dota... Um, well, the... I read something, like, two years ago, so it's, mm-hmm. like, outdated, but... Uh, if you're, if you're like, really good, then you could make about as much as a basketball player. Right. Like a pro ball player? A, a like NBA, NBA basketball player. player. What the hell? Are you serious? Yeah. Rick Fox and Shaquille O'Neal own esports teams. Wow. There's a, I mean, there's like a whole genre of YouTubers that yeah. do that. Granted, most of their cash probably comes out of YouTube, but like, right. <laughs> esports does pay a lot. Yeah. Really? It, it's, it's, I think, it wasn't a couple of years ago, but it might be classified as a sport. I'm not entirely sure on They're that. They're working on it. Yeah, that, that is an active discussion right now as to wow. whether or not it's in like an Olympic level sport. That's pretty cool. The Overwatch League um, championships recently in, what was it, in New York, New Jersey? It was in London, New York. Right. It was it was all over the place. I mean that's that's huge. Yeah. Not to mention it's on ESPN. DJ Khaled was there. Okay. Wow. DJ Khaled. Like we can't get DJ Khaled to Comic Con, <laughs> but he's <laughs> but Khaled. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, that, like that's how huge this is. Um, so it's like, it's. So are parents missing that? That's where it is now. Like, is there is there a deficit of understanding from parents? What, sort of. What's going on really in a gaming? Like, you know, with the competitive gaming and things like that. Do you think that there's a a, a, a divide? Like, the parents just don't see it. They don't understand. That that could be it. But granted, that's every generation. Like once this generation grows up and have has kids, they're not gonna understand what their kids right. are gonna be up to. So that's just that's just a continual cycle. Gotcha. My stepdad used to like I was wasting my time on that hip hop stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And it was just like right. and I and it was my it, it turned into a career. Yeah. Um and it's just like, oh just turn that off. Yeah. Go get a city job, blah 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 blah. And it's just like, um, I think I'm gonna stick with this. <laughs> and right. it worked out. 
Um, and so, you know, when you have the ability to build a career right. of something you're passionate about, isn't that kind of what we want our kids to do? Yeah, absolutely. It kind of is. So one of the tips that I had was to, you know, disrupt the game time, spend some time with your kids. But what tip would you give for a parent who thinks that their kid is spending way too much time, just from a teenager's perspective? Like, what would be... What would be um, productive for the parent if they thought that their, let's say, 12 or 13-year-old was spending way too much time on video games? For a 12, 13-year-old, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess what it says, like, on the, on the report, like, if they're showing signs of, like, anger or just signs of addiction, like, in general. Like, if they're prioritizing other things, like social events, etc., like band stuff, football stuff, oh, and putting video games over that, I feel like that's, that's an issue. Mm. What, what should the parent do? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a parent. And when you are, yeah, like, you're going to have that same yeah, response. So what, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> what, what, you know, should the parent, it, do, the tip that they give is to limit the screen, screen time, to spend more time well, with their kids. So I'm wondering, are these, these tips, are, these, are, these tips are designed by adults, right? So I'm wondering, just from your perspective, are they, are they the proper tips? The, I mean, yeah, but there are ways to limit the screen time. Okay, and what would you suggest? So, I mean, there, depending on, like, what kind of console your kid has, like, there are ways to, like, limit the screen time. Since I know, like, on Xbox, uh, because it's on Windows, you can, if, you ha- if you're a parent and you have access to that kid's account, like, you can choose a certain time mm-hmm. to, uh, like, shut, like, the Xbox yeah, will shut off. Yeah, that's what we used to do with you, yeah. It will just shut off after right. a certain period. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I mean, it's the tools are there, right? Yeah, absolutely. There are definite, to, there are definite tools, definite tools. Well, thank you so much for giving us your opinion in this segment. Of course, you've been wonderful. Appreciate you. Thank you for getting our sound right for the show. Yes. And um, I think that pretty much wraps up our show today. Wow. So if you have a kid that is gaming too much, um, you know, like DJ suggested, there are parental controls if it's the Xbox. Um, you can also just limit the time, spend more, you know, it's real simple, like, you know, spend some family time, but if this is a problem, and now that it has been classified as a disorder, you can definitely go on psychologytoday.com, you can look for a family therapist, um, this is a new, uh, this is a new, uh, addiction that has been categorized, so a lot of therapists may not have a complete treatment plan, but you can talk to your therapist, talk to people, go to family counseling, and see if um, there's a way for um, you and uh, your, your your loved one to get some help so that you can have, um, you know, so that you can deal with some um, gaming addiction. Because it, it can be just as serious as um, a food addiction or a gambling addiction right. or a drug addiction. So yep. Um, I thought that that was interesting. That was, and, and I'm um, glad we got to discuss it together. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. We have a little family discussion about gaming because it is a topic that we talk about a lot. With it is, it is. Yeah, and that's really what we start, how we started the show, uh, yeah. in just sharing our conversations. And this is that's another exactly one. Exactly right. 
that we've had quite a few times, and yeah. that's pretty much how it, how it went. And so I think that is episode 23 down. That's episode 23. Thank you all for joining us we for really another episode. Yeah. And as usual, find us on Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook yep. and Instagram right. and Pinterest and everywhere you podcast. And don't forget to uh, visit our store. That's right. Shop.SciFiGeneration.com. Absolutely. Yep. Indeed. Uh, and September is the third anniversary of our music playlist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, those groups that we definitely.